0: Is up everybody. So I am back for another Through My Eyes podcast. This is your host with the most, Nick Evans. And if you guys are new to this podcast, uh on this platform I speak on sports, uh the main sports, basketball and football. Those are just my loves. I've loved them both uh my whole life, mainly basketball, but football is like my side chick uh that I go to when basketball season's over and she's rough but I love her <laughs> and that's football for me and boxing I talk about boxing tennis any big news in sports I'll go over but it's mainly basketball and football so the main topic of today is playoff basketball we've been it's been like about a week or two of playoff basketball so I'm going to go over stats who's won the games who's up in the series and everything so Without further ado, y'all, let's get right into that. First off, these playoffs have been so damn exciting to watch. Even if you're not a basketball fan, if you're like uh, a mom watching with your son or a girlfriend watching with your boyfriend or like a friend that's watching with your other friend that doesn't like sports that much, just you'll enjoy these games. They're very entertaining. There's a lot of running, running up and down, a lot of shooting. Obviously, playoff basketball is the most intense basketball uh players that don't usually are they show up, but players that kind of play lackluster during the regular season really turn up in the playoffs, especially some role players and you could see that throughout the box score in some of these games so let's get into these games. the first game uh New York versus the Hawks oh, never 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 mind, guys, I literally turned way too much. see like I do this on my um on a notebook page. All right, let me just get into it. All right, I was actually right. First game, no, it's not the first game. I literally, dude, oh my God. First, <laughs> I'm really sorry, y'all. First game, Heat and bucks. All right, if you guys have, also if you guys not have watched my previous um, podcast talking or listened to my previous podcast, I went over the play-in tournament games. Uh, Grizzlies and Lakers advanced for the West and Wizards and Celtics advanced for the East now let's get into it so the first game we had Heat and Bucks it was a close ass game a close out grinded grinded out game uh final score 107-109 this is game 1 of Heat Heat and Bucks uh Jimmy Butler had 17 10 and 8 Adebayo had 9 12 and 5 Bent, uh Duncan Robinson had 24 tw- 2 and 2 uh he had like six threes in the first quarter they couldn't stop Duncan Robinson it seemed like Giannis had 26 18 and 5 and three steals and um Middleton at twenty-seven, six and six, and Drew Holiday at twenty points, eleven rebounds, and three assists. Middleton hit the the thing about this game. Chris Middleton hit the game winner. With all the hate on Chris Middleton, he shrugged it all off. Hit the game winner, I believe, at home, and that put the Bucks up one. Took a took um, and I believe that took a little out of them, um, the Miami Heat basketball team, because the next game it was not that pretty for them. They um. Lost their next game and now are down 2 0. Sorry for all the page flipping, y'all. Okay, they got blown out in their next game. It was 98 132. Giannis had 31, 13, and 6. Drew Holiday had 11.7 rebounds and a career high and playoff, uh, playoff career high and assists, 15 assists. Chris Middleton had 28, 2 and 3. That bu- this Bucks big three is legit, it looks like. Last year they were having big problems with the Heat and they only really had problems with the heat in the first half of their first game. It seems like, uh, Mike Budenholzer has figured out, uh, Eric Spolster's schemes and Eric Spolster needs to chain it up quick before it's too late. Jimmy Butler had 10 points, two rebounds, four assists. Bam had 16 points, three rebounds, four assists. Your object had 18 points, two rounds of four assists. Uh, Stephen A's talked about it and I agree. Uh, Jimmy Butler needs to step up as the franchise player. Uh, he's obviously already playing amazing basketball, uh, he does everything for his basketball team, uh, rebound, assist, play defense. But he needs to score a little more because the young Bucks that usually score, Harrow, um, Harrow and Robinson, are being locked up right now by the, by the Milwaukee Bucks. So Jimmy Butler needs to at least drop, at least average 20 to 25 on this series, I believe, for them to at least have a chance. Uh, also, Giannis is locking up Jimmy, so that might be a reason why Jimmy is not playing that well. And so now the Bucks go up 2-0 and on 2-0 on the series. Now the next series, uh Philadelphia and uh the Celtics. Now you guys know for that series. You guys you guys may not know. Jalen Brown is out for I said 76ers and I said 76ers and Celtics, I meant 76ers and Wizards. Okay. Um, So it's Tobias Harris, drops 37, uh, six rebounds and two assists. And and Embiid had 30 points, six rebounds and three assists. Tobias also had 30 points in that first half. So he just completely demoralized the Wizards' defense in that first half. They didn't know what to do with him. Uh, Simmons had six points, 15 rebounds and 15 assists. This dude can pretty much do everything on the court. Except shoot, and when he gets that on, when he gets that, he'll be literally LeBron 2.0. Now, for the Wizards, Westbrook had 16, 5, and 14 assists. Beal had 33 points, 10 assists, I mean, 10 rebounds and 6 assists. Bertons had 14 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 assist. Wizards lost the game by 7, and I believe for the Wizards to win a game this series, Westbrook has to at least go off for a 40-bomber. And same as Bill, they need to go off in the same game for them to at least win one game. But now them down 2-0, uh, and something bad happened in the next game that we'll get into right now. Next Wizards 76ers game, they lost with 95-120, with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Their star, their main guy, Russell Westbrook, left the injury with an apparent ankle injury. Left the game, I said left the injury, left the game with an apparent ankle injury. So b left to take over. He had 33 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. Westbrook finished with 10.6 rebounds and 11 assists. And Hachimura finished with 11.7 rebounds and 1 assist. Uh, A great point that uh, Kendrick Perkins brought up on first take this morning. Davis Bertans had a goose egg. He put up a goose egg. He had 0 points and 2 rebounds and, I believe, 1 assist. And Bo just got paid a fat contract, I think, uh, 80 mil over 4 years, something crazy like that. So. 20 mil each year this dude should be balling out he's literally they paid him that much money just to hit threes and he's not doing that he had zero points he had 15 points in the first game I believe so that's not really helping out this Wizards team it's really only Beal and Westbrook out there and now with Westbrook down with that ankle injury it's really only going to be Beal out there so you might as well put the Wizards to sleep 76ers got this series. Sadly, it's sad to see Westbrook get kicked out in the first round. All right, guys. The next uh, East matchup, we got the the first seed 76ers versus the eighth seed. I keep messing up. I keep saying the 76ers. Okay. The second seed Nets versus the um seventh seed Grizzlies. I mean, seventh seed Celtics. All right. that The box score of that game was 93-104. Nets took the dub. It was looking a little eerie in the beginning. Uh, it was a close game, but Nets took over. Durant had 32, 12, and 1. Uh, Harden had 21, 9, and 8, and 4 steals. And Kyrie had 29.6 rebounds and 1 assist. And the Celtics were 5 from 22 during the third quarter. And shooting 0 from 7 from 3. Tatum also shot 6 from 20, even though he dropped 22. So, very poor shooting. He was just chucking it up. Also, the next game, some bad news for Celtics fans. That seems like, with that news, seems like the Nets are just going to come out on top. So, Nets, Celtics, the score was 130-108. Blowout win by the Nets. KD had 26-8-5. Harden had 25-4-2. I mean, Joe Harris had 25-4-2. With uh, seven made threes, James Harden had 25 and seven. And the Brooklyn Nets were really moving the ball more. That's what got Joe Harris those points. Uh, for the Celtics, Marcus Smart had 19 points, three rebounds, and six assists. Kemba Walker had 17 points, three rebounds, and seven assists. Evan Fournier had 16 points, one rebound, and zero assists. Like I said, Tatum left the game early with an injury, so it looks like it's a wrap for the Celtics. Two series that looks like it's going to be a wrap are the uh, Celtics and Nets and Wizards and Sixers with two of their main stars out, and they're already down 2-0. It looks like it's a wrap from now on. All right, so next series, we got New York and the Hawks. This series, in my opinion, is the most interesting series of the playoffs so far. We have the most improved um, player, Julius Randle, who just won the— let me bring that up. Julius Randle just won the Most Improved Player Award. Props to Julius Randle. Completely deserved it. He's way more efficient than last year. He's just playing winning basketball, and that's thanks to Tim Tom, Tim Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau. And this was, these were Julius Randle's stats versus the Hawks. Uh, 15 points, 12 rebounds, and 4 assists. Uh, kind of slow for his first playoff debut. R- R.J. Barrett had 14 points, 11 rebounds, and one assist. And Alec Burks went off for 27 points, three rebounds, and four assists off the bench. Trey Young had 32 points for the ho- for the Hawks. Trey Young had 32 points, seven rebounds, and 10 assists. John Collins had 20- 20 12 points, seven rebounds, and zero assists. And Bogey Bogdanovich had 18 points, four rebounds, and two assists. Trey Young also hit the game winner. Nick fans in the beginning of the game were cheating. Fuck Trey Young. Fuck Trey Young. And I believe that really motivated bro to knock them out, drop 32, and hit that game winner on them. This series has been so exciting, and I'm gonna get into that next game, which is exciting as well. And they had a chance for Trey in the beginning of the game as well. Burks and D. Rose combined for 44 off the bench. So I couldn't even read my own handwriting. That's why I was a little pause right there. But yes, D. Rose and uh and what's his name albergs combined for 44 off the bench so that just shows the depth of the new york knicks bench Alberts has been hooping for the knicks so far so let's get into the next game hawks won that game like i said Trey young hit the game winner the final score is 107 105 so they're up 10 in the series next game though hawks took the l new york took the dub new york msg was going insane I can't imagine being a Knicks fan right. Being a Knicks fan right now, it's probably heaven. You haven't been. They haven't won a playoff game since 2013. They haven't been in the playoffs since 2013. It's just exciting times for Knicks fans. Julius Randle had 15-4, 15-12 and 4. Uh, Bullock had 15-4 and 1. And Derrick Rose, the real star of the show, got put put into the starting lineup for Alfred Payton. Had 26 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists also played majority of the fourth. You could you could tell Derrick Rose is the main scorer for this New York Knicks team, even though Julius Randle was the most improved player and the most valuable player for this team. Derrick Rose is the closer for this Knicks team. For the Hawks, Trae Young finished with 30 points, one rebound, seven assists. Bogey finished with 18 points, six rebounds, and three assists. And DeAndre Hunter finished with 18 points, six rebounds, and zero assists. And now the funny thing that the Knicks fans were chanting in the beginning of the game were, Trey Young's balding, Trey Young's balding. The most foul thing you could say. Uh, I don't even think bro is balding. It's just his hair is, like, pretty loose, and it should be, like, moving around uh, during the game. I have similar similar hair to Trey Young, not as stringy. So it doesn't get that stringy when I play basketball, but I understand that's just the sweat and shit that's making it wet to make it look all weird like that. So they just... (laughs) They just don't get his hair, but it's funny as hell. <laughs> the really saying it, bro, while he was at the free flow line, Trey Young's balding. Like these basketball players and what they endure is insane. Oh speaking of that during the Wizards and Wizards and Sixers game while Westbrook is leaving with his injury going in the tunnel. Some dumb stupid idiot fan in Philadelphia pour popcorn on my mans and whoever did that needs to be socked up needs to be found they're kicked out they're not allowed at any 76ers games ever that's deserved Russell Westbrook is an all-time great he's a, a hall he's a first ballot hall of famer Mr. Triple Double doing sh- doing shit like that to him is just complete disrespect and you should not be allowed at any basketball game if you look at players Like your entertainment, like that, they're people too. You freaking nipwit. I just made up a word right there nipwit. Yeah, you're a nipwit. That's what you are messing with Westbrook like that. Like in, like he said in the street, you if you did that, you know it'd be a fade on sight. Westbrook would mess you up, little guy. So just cut it out. These regular people, like I'm a regular person too. Why I would never do anything like that to entice an NBA player, one dude, they're way bigger than us, and, like, I'm not going to mess with the dude that's 6'3", like, and works out every single day and is a pro basketball player. Bro is in pristine shape. Bro is not going to lose to some average beer-drinking fan. So you really think you pour some buttery popcorn, like, wh- what is the what is the meaning of you doing that? It's just complete stupidity. And I'm happy he got banned. He deserves to be banned from any game. He deserved I don't condone violence, but he deserves to get his ass knocked out. All right, guys. So that is it with the uh, East games. Now let's get into the West games. The West games have been, have been exciting as well. But in my opinion, not as exciting as these damn East games. But let's get into it. Oh, actually, these. <laughs> I don't like packing on Clipper fans, but the Clippers are now down 2-0. Now let's get into their series with the Mavericks. So first game. Final box score, 113-108. The Clippers could not contain this man, Luka. He had 31 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists, hitting five threes on the way. Tim Hardaway also had 21 points, four rebounds, and one assist, also hitting 5 3s. Uh, for the Clippers, Kawhi had 26, 10, and 5. PG-13 had 23, 6, and 5. And Patrick Beverly had 10, 2, and 0. The Clippers cannot guard Luka Doncic at all. It's really sad They I even see Clippers fans saying, oh, Luka Doncic is the greatest player since Jordan. One of my homies said that on his Snapchat. Sorry for calling you out. But no, he's not the greatest player since Jordan. There's a lot of greater players. There's been a lot of greater players other than Luka Doncic. I know his talent is amazing, and he probably is going to go down as one of the best players. Not one of the best players of all time, but probably top. 30 maybe he if he wins some chips scoring titles we know he's going to win MVPs but all he has to do is win some chips to really become a great but i don't think he's the greatest since jordan greatest since jordan in my opinion is obviously kobe bryant but my homie wasn't a uh lakers fan like that so he didn't say kobe obviously but luka no luka is not the greatest player since jordan he's the greatest player since jordan when he plays the clippers Maybe that's what happens because when he plays against the Clippers, he is not afraid. He is not afraid of the Clippers. No one is afraid of the Clippers. That whole bad boy mantra that they played last year is fake. They're not the bad boy Pistons or whatever. They're trying to paint the bad boy Clippers with their, like, bad jerseys with, like, yo, everyone, sorry. Someone called me. So the video ended. I'm recording this on my phone. Not video. The podcast ended. So the podcast ended because someone called me. Let's get right back into it. Like I was saying, those bad ass jerseys, those little like with the different writing, trying to be cool. No, hasn't put any impression on the league. No one thinks you guys are the bad boys. No one's scared of y'all. And it's looking scary for the Clippers right now. Like I said, they just lost. They lost their game one to the Mavericks. And game two was not pretty. They lost game two as well. The final score was 121 to 127. Kawhi did have 30 points in the first half, though. Uh, Two rebounds and two steals. To go along with the 30 points, excuse me. Um, Rondo only played 19 minutes, and I believe that's what is hurting them in this series. You can't have Rondo um, riding the bench. You guys literally, they literally traded for Rondo to have him on the floor in late-game situations to run that offense so Paul George and Kawhi don't have to run the offense because they're scorers and defenders and not necessarily officiators of the offense. And Rondo does that at an elite level, still at his age. Did it last year for the Lakers. He was that third star for my Lakers squad last year. And that's why the Clippers uh, signed traded for him because he is supposed to do what he did for the Lakers last year for this Clippers team. But if you have him riding the bench, that's not going to help. And then putting him in for limited minutes, Rondo doesn't like that. Rondo is going to play hard if he is actually implemented into the system and, and his game is respected. If it's not, he's going to play sloppy out there. It's back when he was back on the Mavericks. He wasn't respected by Rick Carlisle like that. He used him not really as the focal point of the offense. So if Rondo doesn't feel like he is officiating the offense, he is not going to be as engaged as he should be. That's just what I've uh, witnessed. So the box score for this for this game, John just, for the Mavericks, Johnstress had 39, 7, and 7. Tim Hardaway had 28, 1, and 5. And Porzingis, 24 and 0. Um, Kawhi had 41, 6, and 4. So he had 11 points in the second half. PG-13 had 28, 12, and 6. And Reggie Jackson had 15 points, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists. So that was the box score for the uh, Clippers and Mavericks. Like I said, now Mavericks are up 2-0 in the series. It's looking pretty scary for the Clippers. I I had a bracket. I had the Clippers coming out of the series. I forgot about the Clipper curse. I forgot the Clippers choke. Forgot Paul George. Uh, doesn't always show up in the playoffs. So, I don't know what's about to happen to the Clippers. Mavericks could possibly sweep them. They did just lose both of their games in LA. And now they're going back to Dallas down 2-0. I don't know if they're going to win any games in Dallas. So let's see if they get swept. I don't know. Next series that I'm going to be talking about is Lakers and the Phoenix Suns. Now the winner of game one of that series was the suns a 99 over 90 win cp3 was injured in the beginning of the game with a shoulder injury but booker clutched it up for his squad dropping 34 7 rebounds and eight assists in his playoff debut deandre Aiden had 21 and 16 and zero assist eight he was 18 from 21 from field goal range so very efficient he looked like the grown man out there compared to ad like i said AT, ad only had 13 points and seven rebounds Cameron Payne was ejected also for um, having two techs. Even though cp 3 was injured with a shoulder injury, they implemented the game. They put him in the game for some plays, and he made some great plays. That's why he had eight assists. And he is the driving force of this Phoenix Suns team. So you can really see when he is not there, they don't win basketball games. And now let's get into game two for the Phoenix versus Lakers. Lakers took game two. The final score. Oh, my God. I didn't even put the final score down. I'm such an idiot. Final score. I'll just tell you the box score first. Um, Shooter had 24. LeBron had 23-4-9. Drummond started off the game hot. Uh, in the first half, he had a double-double with 11-10. and 10. He finished the game off with 14, I mean, with 15 points and 12 rebounds. So as a Lakers fan, that's great to see that Drummond is being dominant in the first half. He wasn't letting Aiden dominate him. He was being the big man center that we need him to be. AD really uh, followed up his lackluster performance in game one, dropping 34, 10 and 7 in three blocks, playing a lead at both ends of the floor. Like I said, Dennis Schroeder had 24 points, through three rebounds, and three assists. That's what we needed from Dennis Schroeder. We need him to score like that. The only person that didn't score in the starting lineup was KCP, who did put up a goose egg. But we don't expect that from KCP. He played very well in the playoffs last year. So I expect him to play well in following series and the next game. CP3 played limited minutes. And that was, that's what really affected the Suns, I believe. Devin Booker at 31-1-3. Chris Paul at 6 points, 3 rebounds, and 5 assists. DeAndre DeAndre Ayton finished with 22 points and 10 rebounds. But Cameron Payne did step up for the Phoenix Suns in Chris Paul's absence, dropping 19 points and 7 rebounds, 2 blocks, and 3 rebounds to go along with that. I believe the Lakers are going to win the next game as well because CP3 is going to be playing limited minutes. And without CP3 on the floor, this Phoenix Suns team is, is just not... A top team. Um, oh, also the Lakers are having a lot of issues guarding the Suns pick and roll with Booker uh, and Aiden or Chris Paul and Aiden. They're just having a lot of problems guarding it. So, yeah. Next series for the West, we have Grizzlies and Jazz. And the Grizzlies took game one over the Jazz. Very surprisingly, I did not think they were going, and speaking of Grizzlies and Jazz, the person, it's a player that plays on the Jazz, man Jordan Clarkson, won Sixth Man of the Year. Joe Ingles, his teammate, gave him the award at a press conference, so that was pretty dope to see. And now let's get into their box score. Donovan Mitchell was out for game one, so that is Probably a reason why the Grizzlies took game one, but you can't just say that was the reason because they did play very hard basketball. The final score is 112 109. Mike Conley had 22 points, six rebounds, and 11 assists. Bogdanovich had 29 points, five rebounds, and zero assists. Jordan Clarkson off the bench had 14 points, three rebounds, and two assists. Uh, for the Grizzlies, John Moran had 26 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. Brooks had Jalen Brooks had 15 points, 12 rebounds, and 3 assists. And Valanciunas with 31.7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. Donovan Mitchell being out for Game 1, I believe, really affected the uh, Jazz. And we can see that in Game 2, where the Jazz came up on top. Donovan Mitchell had 25 points in limited minutes only 25 points on Only 25 minutes, he dropped 25 points. Mike Conley had a career high in assists for playoffs 15 assists, 20 points, 4 rebounds. Uh, Gobert had 21 points, 13 13 rebounds, 3 assists, and 4 blocks, playing a lead at both ends of the floor. Like I said, Donovan Mitchell was back, and I believe that's one of the main reasons why uh, the Utah Jazz came up on top. John Morant did um, have a career high in points and playoff points. He had 47 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. Bro went insane. He was really doing everything that game. Dylan Brooks had 23 points, 2 assist, two rebounds, and 1 assist. And Dylan Brooks, had, I believe, had like 4 fouls in that game. So they had him in and, in and out of the game. He had, about two foul, he had about 2 fouls in the beginning of the game on Donovan Mitchell. So he really could not guard, bro. And that's why uh, the coach had to take him out the game. Valanchunas had 18 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. So... Series is even 1-1 one one for the Grizzlies and Jazz Series. Now, for the final series um, I'm going to be talking about, we have the Blazers and Nuggets. Now, this series is probably the least exciting series. Jamal Murray is out for the Nuggets, so we don't get that explosive scoring that we're used to seeing for the Nuggets. He was He was out. He left the series. He left the season early. With, the, uh, with a MCL injury, and he's out for this season. So obviously, he's not going to be here for the playoffs for his Denver Nuggets squad. Now, Blazers and Nuggets, the final score was 123-109. Damian Lillard finished with 30, 34 points, two rebounds, and 13 assists, getting a career-high in assists. McCollum also had 21 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists, and Carmelo had 18 points, 3 rebounds, and 1 assist off the bench. Denver fans were also chanting a bunch of hateful stuff at Melo, but he didn't let that phase him. He hit 4 threes off the bench. That really pushed the Blazers, I believe, over the Nuggets. But the Nuggets had 34 points, I mean Jokic had 34 points, 16 rebounds, and 1 assist. Michael Porter Jr. also set up, stepped up. And had 25 points, nine rebounds, and zero assists. And Aaron Gordon had 16 points, eight rebounds, and one assist. So that was Game One of Blazers versus Nuggets. Now Game Two, Nuggets came up with came out with a dub, tying the series up. Jokic had 38 points. The final oh, the final score was 128-109. Nuggets. Jokic had 38, eight and five. Michael Porter Jr. had 18, four and two. And Aaron Gordon had 13, six and two. There was one lead change pretty much during the game. So Nuggets had the Blazers in their, in their clutches pretty much the whole game. Lillard had 42-4-10. and 10. He had nine threes. So, but Lillard went absolutely insane. No, one on the, uh, no guard on the Nuggets can really guard Lillard. They said they're going to put Aaron Gordon on him next game to slow him down. And Lillard, in an interview, shrugged that off, saying that's really not going to do anything. McCollum had 21 again, six rebounds and two assists. I believe C.J. McCollum has to go for at least 30 for the Blazers to win. Norman Powell had 15.0 rebounds and zero assists. Also, of Nurkic was fouled out of the game, and that was a big hit to the Blazers. And that's what had the Nuggets going on a big run. There's no one to guard Nurkic in the paint. I mean, to guard Jokic in the paint. Also, I believe Terry Stott seems needs to um, put Nurkic in the paint on offense. And stop having him on the perimeter. He can dominate the paint when Jokic isn't in. And even when Jokic is in, Jokic isn't the best defender. So I believe the Nurkic can do some damage. He's only shooting 25% from three. So you want him in the paint where he's most efficient. All right, y'all. These playoffs have for sure been exciting. I'm going to be going over um more games in, more in my next video. So hope you all enjoy this one. This is part two. Deuces.